everybody. Hey, everybody. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons, if there's any civilization left, uh, maybe you could open a time capsule and discover that he used to help businesses, which were places that used to build and sell things. Uh, <laughs> That uh, he would help them uh, promote their business, uh, or maybe a... You okay, Brennan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought your head slammed against the uh, keyboard for a second. No. Uh, so, <laughs> Lone Star Buttons would also help uh, bands um, promote their themselves. Uh, those are gr- small groups of people that would play music for larger groups of people. And not um, the roaming motorcycle bands that we're dealing with now. Right, where they only have one guitar player. At the uh, tied to the front bumper of their war wagon, and he um, is not good. <laughs> well, he's good for his time, I bet. Um, he would also uh, Lone Star Buttons would also promote uh, events that were happening where large groups of people would congregate and maybe uh, view an art show or you know whatever. I don't know. Maybe this was uh, before the Cannibal Blood orgies, but only event that we have now. Yes. Um, so if you have any of those and you're, uh, listening to this five years into the future, somehow on your, uh, on the, uh, internet satellite we shot into space and, uh, with all of our cumulative knowledge, uh, get in touch with Lone Star Buttons if they're not burned to ashes at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner Adam Stimpy Jones on his, I don't know, what would it be? Uh, probably be a pager. <laughs> that he would call from a landline uh 281-798-1996 use the coupon code uh gorag wants to rip off your hairy tits and shit in your lung holes and get some Jeez. buttons thrown in for free uh, we're also brought to you by all right pull it together jessica Dieter, agent of insurance you know jump ahead of the situation and you know, b- before your house catches on fire and the, you know, government raids that are going to bust down your door and throw in a some kind of uh, flammable bottle, I don't know, uh, get some home insurance, get some auto insurance, because you know, you know, collisions are going to happen with the road warriors. Uh, she also offers flood insurance, or if she doesn't offer it, she'll shop it for you and get the best price, because you're out of work and you need to save every goddamn penny you have. Uh, just call her if you're in Texas, 281-607-5263. She will save you money. That's almost a guarantee. I can guarantee it because it's not me, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, we're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Uh, it is a, a gift website. Uh, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. That's D-E-S-T-R-O-S Treasure. Uh, pick up some art, some jewelry, some zines. Whatever you see on there for sale, whatever, you know, I'll send it off as soon as I can get out of my barricaded home. Um, and that's that. Brendan, you got anything you want to plug? Nope. All right. <laughs> Hey everybody! Uh, thank you for listening. Hey everybody! To Reven- <laughs> hey, Revenge of the World episode one. What is it? One fifty nine. One fifty nine. Dang! 
only 50 episodes in three years but who's counting right uh i'm your host gabe google me theater please don't google me especially if you're looking to hire me for a job uh i'm also here with pitch and brennan birch hi 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 what's up dude oh boy uh how are the end times treating you uh, it's it's fine it's a lot more anticlimactic than I was expecting it to be, honestly. It's not too bad, right? It's, I mean, not yet. I, go out, I don't go out a lot anyway, so it's kind of whatever. But, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that coronavirus has already made it through my house. And, uh, I don't sure. know. I'm just kind of waiting now. I'm playing some Animal Crossing, you know. Very soothing. I used to play that, and I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's like a Zen garden made by Sanrio. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been doing that. Uh, yeah, a lot of video games, which I'm not really a big gamer, but yeah, that's that's becoming a part of my life again. Yeah. Uh, been... Be- becoming antisocial. Yeah, I'm 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 like surprisingly well suited for this lifestyle, and yeah. I just I guess I just never really realized it because I have been trying to go out and do things, and yeah, I don't I really don't need it. <laughs> all right, awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. Been making a lot of music, and you know, I've been trying to tell you, Brennan, you just wouldn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a re- read between the lines kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of staying inside, making art, playing video games. So, are you burying your head in the sand as far as uh, social media and stuff? Uh, <laughs> being desperado out there. Oh, cough, huh? Yeah, allergies. All right. I, I, that's been a lot of fun. You know, everybody at my work scowling at me because I have allergies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Social media. Social media, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of doing the Facebook thing, kind of, you know, doing the Instagram thing. But yeah, I don't I don't really... At this point, it's almost like I kind of don't care in a way. <laughs> Have you noticed an uptick in content creators? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm so sick of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad people are, like, making things and, you know, occupying their time or whatever, but I don't know. Not all of it is as entertaining as they might hope it is. Yeah, but I mean, I'm guilty of that as well. I've been, you know, like two weekends ago, I cranked out like nine tracks. So like, really, damn, it was a, it was a lot, dude. I, I was I was kind of in a mode, but yeah, I kind of got all that out of my system. I don't know. I feel like I haven't been pestering people too hard, so thankfully, that's cool. but you know, it's been kind of passing the time, waiting until we can officially go outside again. Even though like I still have to go to work, and pretty much the only place that I go besides work is like the grocery store anyway. So yeah, I don't know. It's not that big of a difference for me. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I talked about this, but uh, pre-Corona 2020, I was approached by a restaurant. Did I talk about this on the show? No. I was approached by a restaurant to do some design work. It would have been like the starting point of doing really creative freelance work. That's cool. And it would have been something really cool that I could show other potential clients and uh you know actually make a living if i wanted to as a freelance designer slash artist because it would have been art and design Uh, so this happening made made those locations shut down and really derailed you know as as with a, a, a ton of other people you know derailed their plans for the future right uh so <laughs> i was approached today to help out someone with a, a beer label and i was super excited because uh, it would have been really cool to do yeah but i priced myself out of the job because you know 
people don't really have a disposable income, you know, and it it was a private individual that wanted right. this done. So it's like, ugh. it's like pretty, pretty devastating, man. Like the yeah. money, the money is not flowing for people. And I understand like, you know, a ton of my friends online have been uh, talking about uh, unemployment being jammed up and stuff like that. And I'm like, fuck, man, it's not just me. It's yeah. everybody. A lot of people, man. A lot of people in the service industry, a lot of people in, you know, the restaurant or what is that? Just the food, food industry? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people yeah. are hurt, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like all across the board. You know, a lot of people that we know work in service industries. You know, there's like, you know, people that cut hair, people that, you know, give massages, people that work, that are bartenders. You know, it's like, it's all, you know, it, any sort of like, you know, sort of like recreation is just getting wrecked right now. It sucks. Yeah. Apparently, eBay is doing gangbusters. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so maybe I'll sell off some uh, action figures. Yeah, dude. See what's going on over there. <laughs> it, it might not be the worst idea, man. I mean, you, you've, you've got a gold mine, dude. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, a lot of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so I watched... Um, Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I watched Dave Chappelle uh, getting the... Dave Chappelle's? Did I add an S to that? You did. Uh, <laughs> I watched Dave Chappelle get his uh, oh geez, what's his name? Mark Twain Award. Really? Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, it's on Netflix or HBO. Not sure. Hmm. Watched it last night. Pretty amazing. Uh, he's got a lot of very talented friends, yep. and uh, the moment that stood out. I know. I'm. You can call me a pervert. Whatever. Uh, Tiffany Haddish hugging Sarah Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the one, huh? Oh man. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. For anybody that, that wants to watch that, it's uh it's pretty fun. Um a lot of good stories are told. It's very well uh directed and edited. Uh, yeah. so yeah, pretty cool. Huh. Um so I guess let's just go ahead and talk about it because we haven't well we have talked about it, but it was years ago. Okay. Did you watch Tiger King? <laughs> of course. But what did I, you think? Man, what do I think now, or what do I think when I watched it? Because now I think it's being a little overplayed. Like, you know, it's been, you know, had we recorded our show last week, maybe we could have touched on it a little yeah. better. But, uh, yeah, I think it's it's just oversaturated right now. Um, yeah. While I watched it, I thought it was fucking amazing. Um, I, wish, I wish Joe Exotic didn't do some of the stuff that he did. I'm going <sighs> to chalk that up to recreational... <laughs> hard drugs yeah yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah i don't think that kind of recreational that kind of drug use can be described as recreational i think at a certain point it's professional <laughs> i'm gonna say uh, you know that i'm not the one that said it I, I listened to uh an interview with uh doc ansel ansel yeah yeah and uh he coined that phrase recreational hard drugs which I thought was pretty accurate because, you know, yeah, that's what you're doing at night. It's hard drugs, but in the morning you're busting your ass on a zoo, you know? Uh, yeah. It's pretty tough. Pretty tough lifestyle. Uh, yeah, like, it's it's rare that, like, you can watch a documentary where every single person is a piece of garbage. <laughs> they're a piece of garbage. You know, they're a piece of garbage, but they have endearing qualities, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. They're human beings. They don't... Yeah. I don't mean to be garbage but uh just kind of ended up that way yeah the uh the straight boyfriend that lived um made a complete transformation 
if you see him today, he looks completely different. He, oh, yeah. used, he used to look like a oh man, what is that old movie about circus freaks? The uh, freaks is that it? Yeah, the pinheads. Yes. Yeah, he, he looked like one of them. Yeah, definitely. And, and now he looks like a normal, you know, rednecky, you know, yeah. kind of guy. He looks like he fucking reads books, actually. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was interesting. Complete yeah. transformation. I wonder what uh, Joe Exotic looks like in prison. Because, you know, no, know, he doesn't have access to bleaching his hair. Yeah. Or, I don't know. They, they made him take out all his fucking dick piercings i'm sure yeah i'm sure yeah yeah you can't have a prince albert in jail no or several prince alberts mm. uh, <laughs> princess albert <laughs> um yeah it was it was very entertaining uh yeah. very interesting way of living um the garbage truck full of slightly expired meat was interesting yeah. uh yeah but hey you know it's got to be better than dog food you know that's grade c <laughs> meat <laughs> uh, so yeah that's that's my take what did you think i don't know like uh i i think the only decent person in the whole thing was like his campaign manager <laughs> oh yeah yeah he, he seemed like the only person that was like you know had any sort of awareness as to what was really happening everybody else was just terrible <laughs> all right so i have something comparable but not comparable in in my life experience uh and i don't know if i brought this up before but i used to hang out with a band called the living dolls yeah i remember and they were three savages that were just doing the damn thing day by day and you never knew what was going to happen when you hung out with these guys i mean minimum you would be entertained maximum you would fucking have to be sent to the emergency room (laughs) you know Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it just reminded me of that kind of like, it is what it is. You just do what you got to do to get by, you know? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever known people like that? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, just living in Dayton, it was a lot of people were like that, you know, it's just like yeah. you know, small towns and where there's nothing to do and there's not a whole lot going on as far as an economy, you know, people are just kind of scraping by. Yeah. <laughs> and on, you know, the GW uh, zoo it was mostly uh it was all ex-cons oh yeah except for the campaign manager and you know that poor guy he had to witness pretty much an accidental suicide right yeah so i mean that that's gonna stick with him for the rest of his life Um, right but what are you gonna do man (laughs) i don't know (laughs) those people gotta work somewhere (laughs) i guess and if you work there and they have some trailer homes you could stay in i mean Got some trailer and some some trailers and some pretty good pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> was it? What was he paying him? A hundred bucks a week? Something like that. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Like nothing. That is crazy. And all the expired meat they could eat. Yes. God. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But hey, there's room and board and free food. <laughs> but like, it, it just makes me wonder what's going on. Like, you know, whenever you drive through Texas, like out in the middle of nowhere, you pass by all these places that just like have like tons of weird like african antelope or camels and stuff like that and you just wonder what's going on in all of those places you know yeah like i remember uh whenever i was in uh, wichita falls when i was in the air force like you know kara's friend lived in oklahoma at the time which was like just a few miles down the road or whatever and she came up to visit me one time and we went there and you know there was just like this big empty field full of like camels and llamas and stuff you know yeah like why can you just have that that's so strange 
Why not? I mean, it's not like they were going to be an invasive species if there's only a few of them. How do you know, Gabe? How do you know? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's fenced in. You know, where are they going to go? It's America, goddammit. People should be able to own. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have an argument for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's whatever, man. Yeah. So did you have a chance to uh, check out that uh, Chief Acevedo press conference? No, I didn't. I was kind of busy at work today, so I didn't get to watch it. But So, oh, forget your central. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, there goes the White Claw. Uh, <laughs> so this guy is Chief of Police for Houston, and he got together with all of the chiefs of Harris County, which is quite a few people there's like 20 dudes standing at this press conference and uh he was basically railing against these these judges that are setting bail at like seven dollars if you fucking assaulted someone or you know letting people off for drunk driving offenses no matter how many times they've they've done it yeah and apparently i mean he mentioned this and i did not know this but houston is the capital in the u.s of drunk driving really yes i did not know that that's interesting um you know it has the most most uh car accidents and deaths uh associated with drunk driving yep uh don't quote me on that uh i think that's what he was saying um but yeah he was also railing against basically i mean he named an example of of someone that was trapped in their in their uh their home because someone was after them and they pull up to the scene and it's this guy that was arrested a week before for murder and he was back out on the street wow so and i mean every every one of these chiefs came up and gave uh some anecdotal you know some stories about what was going on in their their town or uh their city whatever and uh it's a lot of bad shit and it sounds like there is around a thousand people on the board to be released uh, because of the coronavirus. And they were like, you know, this is like the last straw. You know, you're endangering your own community. You know, these judges are endangering their own communities uh, by doing this. So, right. I don't know, man. It's pretty It's pretty scary. Like, the, uh, the circumstances we're already under right now with, you know, people have lost their jobs. It's going to be desperate here in the next couple weeks or months. And uh, this is just going to throw gas on the fire, you know? Yeah. If you arrest people, you know, career criminals, and then just let them out and keep letting them out, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm contemplating getting a second weapon for the house. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, I don't... I, You know, Jess has been working from home, and I just feel like this is not going to be good in the, in the next uh, month or so, you know? Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather be safer than sorry. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go to arguing with each other and I get shot, obviously, <laughs> take this podcast down. <laughs> I'll give you the password. Uh, oh, God. I don't want it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anything to do with any of this. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, man. Something to think about. My donut shop down the street closed down. I was kind of upset. Did it really? Yep. Like, permanently or just? Uh, who knows? I, I mean... Yeah. Temporary could turn into permanent pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. There. Are you worried about any of this stuff? I mean, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's like, I mean, I could see it getting 
bad if it continues this way, but I don't know if it's going to continue this way. So I'm just trying not to like, you know, obsess over every detail because I kind of was doing that in the beginning and things were kind of getting weird for me. Yeah. You know? Well, like you... I, I was, I don't know. I, I was catching myself like, you know, just like contemplating a lot of kind of weird, like doomsday prepper kind of shit that, you know, I would previously have made fun of. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It just, well, like, this it, is, it was... this is the type of situation that those people exist for, you know? Uh, yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know though. I mean, those those people are going to be the ones that are, you know, smith sailing through this with no problem. Well, here's uh, the thing though. Like, yeah. I actually watched an episode of Doomsday Preppers. So did I about, about a week ago. Yep. And I can say, you know, without a doubt, that I no longer fear death because if that's going to be who's left alive after all this is over, I'm good. I'm good with dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be around any of those people. Which are sad, divorced libertarians, man. I'm good. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Oh, you saw the divorce episode where they were fighting over the canned goods? Yeah, it's like... Well, yeah, I'm, that's crazy. I don't, I don't need any of that. So this single lady's just in her apartment surrounded by fucking <laughs> spam? Yeah, spam, you won, lady. Spam won. and beans. You got half of it. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it comes down to it, I guess I'll just go start licking doorknobs or something. Good call. Um, yeah, I was I was freaking out at first. Uh, but then we started, you know, stocking up on stuff ahead of time. So yeah, we've got a probably you know a couple weeks worth of stuff in case we aren't we don't have access to the stores or yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> if the banks collapse and we got to trade our asses for food, at least we have some time to think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's also really making me think. Like, I really want a smaller pistol. <laughs> Because, and I think I've talked about this, but, like, I do not want to shoot through my walls and into another house. Like, it's, it's going to make me hesitate, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if, uh, if I really need to do that, you know? Yeah. Should we get in some news? (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Uh, All right. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news. So, should we talk about this 21 million missing Chinese? It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not a story. So, apparently, there are, and this is coming from Mike Todd, um, who. You know, he listens to the show, so I can't shit talk him too much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what you're all about, Mike. Uh, so there's there's only three phone companies in China. Um, they're all they're all monitored, you know, by the China Chinese government. Um, there's 21 missing. Did I talk about this last fucking episode? God dang, I can't can't keep these things straight. So. But uh, so there's there's missing activity from 21 million. Chinese phones. Um, So at first, we're thinking, you know, these people, you know, 21 million people must be dead. And they're just not, it's just not being accounted for by the government. Hmm. But then you go through, uh, and I found out that they have a, what is it called? A social grading system or something like that? Yeah. Um, To where if they speak out against the government, they get their social credit score gets lowered. Uh, So they have no access to um, their phone. They have no access to public transportation. Uh, 
I have no access to like public uh, entertainment, stuff like that. Like it's just cuts out all all of this activity for all these yeah. people. Right. And it that's like pretty crazy mm-hmm. because they're trying to implement something in America like that, but it's not I mean, as it's thought of today, it's not connected to all of these privileges or, you know, rights living in a free country. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that, Brennan? Uh, well, this is the first that I've heard about that being implemented in America. Uh, well, I mean, sure. as a, a social credit score, um, uh, Facebook has talked about that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't I think don't so know. either. That's yeah. that's too fucking, that's too strict. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if there's like any place that I should be allowed to be a piece of shit, it's on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is true. I mean, I don't know. Um... Let's go on to this uh, Wuhan story, since we're already talking about it. The headline reads, Wuhan residents dismiss official coronavirus death toll. Uh, The incinerators have been working around the clock. Yeah, so uh, I guess the Wuhan residents are increasingly skeptical of the Chinese Communist Party's reported coronavirus death count at approximately uh, 2,500 deaths in the city to date, with uh, most people believing the actual number is at least 40,000. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a a very high number. Yeah. Well, the the thing that scares me the most about this is they're talking about, you know, the incinerators have been going nonstop. When was the last time you watched Return of the Living Dead? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. I'm not that big into zombie movies. Okay, yeah. Well, just for those who haven't watched recently, there's just a scene where they, they cremate a zombie and the cloud goes into the sky and becomes rain, which rains down on the cemetery and creates more zombies. Yeah. So, I, don't know. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with this. I, th- I think this might be how we get zombies. <laughs> well, it could infect more people, I would think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the heat resistance is to that virus. Um, yeah, I re- to turn someone to ash, I would think, is pretty high temperature. Yeah, I don't know. Everything that I learned from zombie movies is <laughs> <laughs> We're totally screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it began uh, lifting its lockdown Saturday. After uh, two months of a shutdown. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know when the story was written, but uh, I just heard today that... March 30th. That, uh, oh, so it's totally possible that, that uh, cases are starting to escalate again. Hmm. That's what I heard, so I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to find out, man. That, this is uh, the problem with this virus starting here, is that it's not a good example of what other countries are going to go through because the data is restricted, you know? Right. Yep. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, Just breathe in that, breathe in those ashes. God, this show is so uplifting. All right, let's, <laughs> let's talk about something else. I think we've actually talked about uh, Corona enough. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't really have anything to add to the conversation at this point. <laughs> no. We're all going through it together. So yeah. our point of view is shared by everybody and therefore not interesting. Next story. So we got a an earthquake. Yeah. Uh, magnitude 5.0. 5.0 earthquake in West Texas. Uh, let's see. An upgraded magnitude uh, 5.0 earthquake shook the Big Bend area of Western Texas on Thursday morning and was also widely felt throughout the El Paso area, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. Uh, it was centered in far eastern Culberson County, which is two counties east of El Paso County. And happened at 9.16 a.m. The epicenter location was about 150 miles from El Paso. Hey, you're going in and out. Uh, are you right in front of your phone? No. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm going through my headphones. and it's, 
Oh, okay. Um, maybe, maybe speak up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about an earthquake here. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to have to read this stuff. So. Holy shit. Uh, El Paso, Texas. You got that. And let's see. We have a USGS shake map. That's kind of weird. Um, it reflects reports of the quake being felt across El Paso and Juarez, as well as in Las Cruces and other parts of southern New Mexico. Yeah, dude. Fracking. <laughs> Frack. Hashtag fracking. That's pretty much what this boils down to. All of West Texas is being, you know, fracked into oblivion. Now, do you think this is uh, a coincidence saying maybe we should rethink this whole fracking thing? Uh, Well, I mean, considering just a week ago, or two weeks ago, we had one in, you know, Utah. <laughs> like, all of these, like, kind of plainer kind of places are experiencing earthquakes all of a sudden. Yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Right, but I'm saying, isn't it a coincidence? I mean... Wouldn't it be a coincidence if they reevaluated fracking in the first place because of the whole oil market uh, crashing? Well, anyway, I mean, I, don't, I mean, it, I don't, would, it would be the perfect time to to scale back. It would be a good idea, but I mean, now with the prices dropping the way that they're dropping, there's no way that they're going to. Like they they have no problem with you know poor people losing their houses. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, wouldn't it be an advantage since everybody's pretty much out of work right now to scale back the whole industry because no you know whoever's closed is closed and whoever's surviving they can you know take over the rest of the of the market well yeah i mean i, I guess so i mean I, I think that would be taking advantage of a bad situation yeah well surely subs comeback is going to <laughs> well yeah i mean it's it's kind of like a power vacuum yeah well i mean that's generally what happens in just about everything that we talk something horrible happens and it affects a lot of people and ruins a lot of people's lives and then one sketchy guy comes in <laughs> and makes a lot of money off of it. Yeah. that's how virtually everything that we've talked about on this show has happened <laughs> pretty much it, it always plays out like that and you know, in like this you... case the sketchy guy is the solar guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, well, I mean... some solar powered asshole is going to come in and fill in all the gaps <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode title right there man solar powered assholes <laughs> <laughs> you got it uh next story atlanta police and parents of missing cdc official forced to debunk fake news about his disappearance so i thought this was pretty interesting um so this uh epidemiologist for the cdc what year was this this was a couple years ago right uh yeah, 2018 yeah so Apparently, this guy warned people of problems with the flu shot, and then after his death, his father debunked that and said that was a lie. So, how the hell did he know? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, so let, let's let's go through this. Uh, Timothy J. Cunningham, a CDC epidemiologist, has been missing since he left work, saying he was feeling sick on February twelfth. Police have found no evidence of foul play, according to the New York Times, and have disclosed that Cunningham had been informed why he didn't get a promotion shortly after he disappeared. Uh, shortly before he had disappeared, according to CNN. Uh, on February 22, Your Newswire, a major fake news website uh, that experts have accused of serving as a Russian proxy 
Red flag number one. Uh, published a fake story headlining CDC doctor who claimed flu shot caused outbreak missing feared dead, uh, which claimed that Cunningham had warned this year's disastrous flu shot may be responsible for the deadly flu epidemic sweeping the country. Uh, the fake story claimed that Cunningham was the anonymous CDC doctor. The website quoted in a fake January story on the same topic that subsequently went viral uh, since the January story the website had published numerous other fake stories, fear-mongering about the flu shot. So, you know, me being a s- very skeptical of any mainstream media and how they handle uh, conspiracies, yeah. um, I'm mm, skeptical about their skepticism. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after his disappearance, his father was forced to debunk that story. Yeah. Um, uh, Major Michael O'Connor of the Atlanta Police Department also set the record straight, noting that Cunningham was with the Chronic Disease Unit of the CDC, not with the Infectious Disease Unit. Um, I don't know. Does that really say that he's not? He has no access to any information working at the same facility. Right. I mean, like having worked in a research facility, you know, people talk about what they do right. <laughs> all the time. Right. You know, especially if there's some gossip saying, hey, this is really dangerous, but the, you know, my boss doesn't want me to say anything about it or my boss, my boss was shut down from doing anything about it. You know? Yeah. Like, for example, one time we had what was called a biological emergency at our facility (laughs) and we made petroleum products. So nobody was 100 percent sure exactly why there were biological entities on our, you know, research project. But. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was really creepy, and no one ever talked about it ever again. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I, I, I think you I, just I, broke a story, Brennan. You should <sighs> you should do some undercover research on that. I, I wish I had more information about it because we only we really only talked about it for about a day. It was me and my coworker and one other guy that were kind of curious about it, but nobody else cared. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a password? Somebody has to get a password from somebody. God, I wish. <clears throat> I can only imagine what kind of creepy stuff this company was doing, but. Anyway. <laughs> well, don't say too much. I don't want to. I don't want to be shopping for a, a live co-host. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna um, find me dead by suicide with two bullets, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you left or right-handed? Don't tell me. I, don't yeah. tell me. Tell me off. Tell me off. Uh, off the show. We'll do. Uh. So your newswire. I'm not sure, but I think I'm gonna do some research and see what exactly they talk about. Mm-hmm. Because believe you me, CNN talking shit about another news agency, yeah. uh, that raises more concerns than anything. Yeah, generally when CNN calls somebody Russian, yes. they just disagree with them. Right. <laughs> so, I'm, uh, I'm curious. Yeah. So, uh, this article ends, uh, police found Timothy Cunningham's body on April 3rd and said he likely drowned, according to CNN. In response, your newswire published another fake story connecting Cunningham to the flu shot. Uh, Neon Nettle, another fake news site, uh, has also published numerous pieces so far this year attacking the flu shot, published a similar fake story. Okay, I gotta check them out. Okay. So, I don't know, man. This is, it seems fishy. It definitely seems fishy. fishy. Yeah. Uh, so, Timothy Cunningham, look into it. And don't use Google because they like to hide, hide shit. Oh, this is media. This is media matters for America, dude. Yeah. Interesting. I did not yeah. realize. 
<laughs> I yeah. love I I am so intrigued by this website. Anyway, yeah. let's go to the next story. This is pretty crazy. Why don't you do this uh, one, Brennan? Doing the Epstein? Yeah. Okay, uh so this article is titled uh How Jeffrey Epstein lured young women by introducing them to Harvey Weinstein with the promise of landing roles. But apparently their friendship ended when the Hollywood executive tried to assault one of the billionaire pedophile's favorite girls. So we got some pedophile beef going on here. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's one yeah, okay. sexual uh it's like predator versus predator. Yeah. <laughs> no matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> yeah. It's like a python versus alligator. <laughs> okay, sci-fi channel. Uh, okay, so uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, used his connections to disgraced Hollywood executive Harvey Weinstein to lure young women to his uh, sex trafficking ring with the promise of landing roles. According to the Daily Beast, uh, Epstein would flout his Hollywood ties to impress young women, introducing them to rapist Weinstein, and even help then-21-year-old Shantae Davies book a small role in the 2005 horror film Produced by a Weinstein-owned company, uh, but the relationship. Ooh, you know what that two, means. If we, if uh, Weinstein was Fender, he ponder off onto the Squire uh, movie company. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, this is Dimension Films. <laughs> <laughs> so could have been a screen movie, maybe. Yeah, Urban maybe. Legends, Final Destination. We know what know. you did last summer. Yeah, yeah, we're certainly finding out what you did last summer. Um. But the relationship between the two sexual predators soured when Epstein accused Weinstein of attempting to sexually assault one of his quote-unquote favorite girls. Yeah, this is the... Uh, I don't know about this. <laughs> I'm, sure it ha- I, I'm sure it happened, but... I'm just... really uncomfortable with the way that this article is being treated like Hollywood gossip more than it is being treated like, like something serious. Right. You know? Yep. Like, that's the thing that's really gross about this. Yeah. Like, Oh, she was in uh, Feast? Oh, yeah. That's pretty Harry decent. Is in that. Yeah, that's, that's a great decent. movie, actually. Yeah, I like that. Like that. That whole series is pretty solid. Yeah, but it gets a little less solid towards the end, but yeah, I kind of like the direction it took. Yeah, but oh, God, no, no spoilers. <laughs> well, I don't know. Just let it all out, Britain. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to get track here. Uh, okay. Uh, so who's this person? Davies. Oh, Shantae Davies. That's right. Uh, she was. Uh, she was a massage therapy student in California. She was recruited into Epstein's trafficking ring in 2001. Uh, she claimed she was sexually abused by the billionaire before she escaped in 2005. Uh, her attorney, Brad Edwards, confirmed that Epstein introduced Davies to one scene, which got her an audition for the 2005 horror film Beast, and then uh, the role as quote-unquote drunk girl. Uh, God, this is super fun. <laughs> I think the main part of this story is Epstein referred to Harvey as a pig. I don't know. I just... I, I don't know. I just really hate the way that they're like framing this stuff as Hollywood gossip now. It's like making it really like it really. I don't know. It's it's. I feel like it's taking away from the fact that both of these guys are fucking rapists. Yeah, they're terrible. It's a terrible story. But I don't know, man. It's like uh, it is two predators meeting in the same universe, and it's just something weird to gawk at for a few seconds and then pretend it never happened. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I I really hate the way this all of this stuff is being treated as just like like they're completely you know separating the fact that these victims are people you know and they're just turning it into gossip and like wait where do we go from that like how much worse do people get because this just becomes normal we <laughs> can mm. it's just oh god you got a point I don't know what else we is got Brennan <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just feel like reality has just gotten it's just been really shitty since nine eleven 
We're, uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking today, is the U.S. turning into Gotham City? It's like crime's going to be rampant. People are going to be exploited. I don't know how much you know about Gotham, but there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason Batman <laughs> created himself. You know, that's <laughs> really bad. All we need are the gloomy, <laughs> the gloomy uh, days, like uh, like London type days, you know. <coughs> Damn. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I just pulled out like eight nose hairs at once. Oh shit! Why? <laughs> can because you wait, I felt. Can you wait till after the show? <laughs> I really can't, dude. I, I don't. That's the thing about this whole social distancing thing is like my behavior is no longer policed by being around other people. Oh, so yeah. I'm just kind of like picking my nose and picking my butt and not wearing pants and. <laughs> You're picking your butt. <laughs> uh, are you washing your hands? I'm sanitizing. All right. <laughs> I, hope, I hope your butt's one of the things you're sanitizing. Uh, <sighs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Should we just end the I show think. now? <laughs> I think so, man. This episode's not going very well. I think it's going fine. We just <sighs> need to pick up, pick up the pace a little bit because we're spending too much time on this bullshit should be yeah. talking about aliens uh so one of the interesting things that happened over the weekend was i caught a press conference where i thought it was going to be about corona and it partially was but mostly they just talked about running a naval blockade uh by venezuela and this really surprised me it made my ears perk up and i was like we're running a naval blockade around venezuela and yeah after that, it just got more and more interesting because apparently Venezuela on its own, you know, or at least on its own enough to where we have to send military action. Uh, they are some, somehow responsible for... Oh, shit. What? Oh, sorry. I'm having audio issues. Okay. okay I got it. Uh, right. Somehow they're, they're responsible for drugs coming into America. Yeah, that's some bullshit. This was the reason that President Trump... And all of the uh, the Navy guys and some guy, some creepy dude in a fucking black suit with thinning black hair. I don't know what his position is with the uh, administration, but you could tell this guy was a creep. They were straight up lying that they want to blockade because of drugs. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is Venezuela is right next door, like, you know, ass to ass with Colombia. Right, and it has the exact same, uh, you know, access to whatever. If the Navy wanted to go against uh, Colombia because of drugs, they would have the exact same access. But no, they're going after Venezuela. This is happening at the exact same time that they are trying to put in an opposition leader named Juan uh, Guaido as yeah. interim president of Venezuela. So there was an election. Uh, the guy Maduro won, you know, people voted for him. They want to put in this guy, Juan Guaido and four other representatives of that government. And with one person as a representative of Maduro's legitimately elected government. So basically voting him out as useless by this six member round table type thing. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how to talk about this because it's just so fucking crazy that the U.S. is is uh, just really putting so much pressure on this country that really 
the only thing they're guilty of is kicking the U.S. Uh, corporations out of the of its oil. Yeah, that's pretty much what it boils to. It's all energy shit. But why now? Why at a time when oil is at its all time like least value? You know, it. it you know, uh, Venezuela does have other natural resources, but it has like the second or third highest uh oil reserves on the planet their standard of living was you know comparable to the highest in uh south america until you know the civil unrest or civil war i don't know what you would call it but definitely brought on by uh the cia you know what do you think brennan are you uh are you up on this venezuela stuff i'm really not dude like i don't know like pause for a second yeah and we're back uh hey (laughs) 24 hours later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we don't really have anything else to say about the Venezuela story, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, like, what a time to pick to start building, na- like, to do nation building. <laughs> like, well, this is the absolute worst time they could have, like, possibly done. Or is it the best? Because of the Trump uh, for his handling of the uh, the virus. Yeah, but meanwhile, so. everybody on those Navy ships that they're sending over there fucking has it. Oh, that's <laughs> like, true. That's true. You know? Like, yeah, what we are didn't you gonna even, do? Like, yeah, we even talked about that guy. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, what yeah. was it, the USS Eisenhower? I think so. The The aircraft carrier was, I guess, uh, having some problems with uh, the virus, and the captain docked the ship, I guess, like when yeah. it was supposed to be out at sea and uh, used the wrong phone line, <laughs> <laughs> an unsecured phone line to, to call for help or yeah you know, assistance and uh they fired his ass yeah by the right. way did you see that they uh that the secretary of the navy was forced to resign today after that was he forced to because he he offered yeah. well he yeah. was he was forced to resign <laughs> they might let you go out with honor but in the military they generally tell you you're going to resign <laughs> that's yeah. kind of how that works but yeah so that was pretty quick <laughs> yeah and uh so yeah <laughs> but yeah so like so the know, whole blockade thing happened right after uh, some sort of deal was is being pushed to to force Maduro out and make his the elected portion of his government a severe minority right. in how the country's run. So mm-hmm. it's pretty weird, dude. Pretty weird. Yep. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on, man. Like, oh, definitely. Like, but just whatever is going on in Venezuela right now is like really big. I don't think we're gonna get it for about twenty years. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Seems like we're trying to put a big foothold in you know strategic places around the world that yeah. just don't want anything to do with us. You know. Yeah. What else is new? Yeah. Well, what's new is that they're getting better at like stopping us. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So good for you guys. Yeah. Tenfold tirade <laughs> uh, is going to be a little interesting, I think. Because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna examine some things. Uh, next story. You want to talk about the? Uh, oh yeah, man. The, th- this has got everything that I like. <laughs> yeah, it's. I've got, it's got a questions. Piece of heavy equipment. A crazy person operating it, trying to kill people with it. I mean, th- th- this is this is my jam. <laughs> I've got questions. Okay, so let, let's start with the story. Engineer derails train while trying to crash into USNS Mercy. Uh, <laughs> That's such a good headline. He tried, he's trying to crash a train into a boat. <laughs> it's like a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> uh, federal prosecutors say that an engineer deliberately derailed a train on Tuesday near Port of Los Angeles in an attempt to crash it into 
the USNS Mercy, a U.S. military hospital ship that was deployed to the area to assist hospitals that may be overwhelmed with coronavirus patients. Okay, so let me just interject this one piece of information. Uh, the people of Los Angeles were given a lot of shit to this uh, this ship even being you know called in to help because the ship will not be carrying coronavirus patients and they were like really upset about that apparently really and so uh, what is it even doing there it's it's helping with the actual like non-coronavirus issues like you know car accidents uh you know people falling out of trees shit like that so like, like other hospital traffic is being like redirected to this boat correct okay because if it was a coronavirus ship you know it would spread the you know everybody on the ship we've seen with the cruise ships and <laughs> yes that's exactly what it would be so yeah you know people need to just calm down and think about things before they get upset uh yeah. for no reason um so the guy that the engineer of the uh the train i imagine he had a big hat on um <laughs> and like gray and uh white overalls with stripes yes uh the 44 year old suspect from san pedro was charged with deliberately wrecking a train during the incident Tuesday, which led to a derailment and fuel leak, according to charges. Uh, the LA Times reported prosecutors alleged that the suspect derailed the train and deliberately crashed through barriers designed to stop engines before grinding to a halt 250 yards from the Mercy. That huh. is two and a half football fields away yeah. from the ship. So he's not very good at his job. Well, Otherwise, he would have known. <laughs> Apparently not, because, you know, I'm not an engineer, and I know that trains run on tracks. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... So how the fuck are you going to try to, you know, steer the train 250 yards away? Well, I think that maybe the plan was to, like, hit the barrier, but I don't... I think maybe he misjudged, like, the proximity of the barriers to the ship. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that I could possibly think, because otherwise this is just a terrible idea. And what is what is his motivation for doing this? Uh, I don't know. Has the guy issued a statement yet? Because he told the the CHP officer that arrested him, uh, "You only get this chance once. The whole world is watching. I had to. People don't know what's going on here. Now they will. Yeah, they know what's going on. You're fucking nuts. Yeah, this guy's off his meds. And you're trying to steer something with no steering wheel that runs on <laughs> tracks. That's just insane." Imagine the tension in that train car like five minutes before this happened. <laughs> oh, shit. God. I, to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How did, he, how did he calculate what actions to take? You know? Like, did yeah. he just floor it and fucking expect everything to ha I mean... I, I guess? I, mean, I don't fucking understand, man. It's, it's, it's just a terrible plan, but I guess, you know, the only thing he had access to maybe was a train. <laughs> I don't know either. But what is going on on that ship? <laughs> They're <laughs> trying to help people. I don't know. Maybe it's full of uh, CIA goons that are... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a communication uh, outpost yeah. there. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, in a second interview with FBI agents, the suspect stated that he did it out of a desire to wake people up. The suspect stated that he thought the USNS Mercy was suspicious and did not believe the ship is what they say it is for. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Yeah. I, I believe him. 
I wonder what podcast this guy's listening to where he got that information. <laughs> Let's hope it's not this one. Yeah, I hope it's not us. I, I mean, we, we say some pretty awful little shit sometimes. <laughs> the world is flat and you can steer a train. Yep. Uh, yeah. Don't quote me on that. Weird, man. Uh, next story. Amid coronavirus, George W. Bush's... Bish? Bish? George Bish, W. Bush's... Bish's 2005 uh, pandemic warning surfaces may underscore slip-ups by successors. Oh, bullshit. Well, I don't know. I think they're trying... I I think Fox News, where this story comes from, is trying to put this on Obama. (laughs) That's what this is about. Well, yeah. I mean... mean, This is them playing the game. If these are the facts of the story, I I would understand that. But how does... There we go. Another white claw. Uh, <laughs> how does Trump not take responsibility as well? Because he left. Because he's literally never taken responsibility for anything. <laughs> ever. I mean, I'm not saying that Obama didn't fail on this. Well, no. Whether is, he takes is, responsibility or not, he has responsibility. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't I mean, seem to see it that way. <laughs> I, You know, I think this whole thing blindsided him. I don't think that he was... You know, like 9-11 blindsided uh, no one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... This pandemic uh, kind of blindsided his uh, administration because he obviously didn't think this was going to happen because he dismissed that uh, that portion of his cabinet. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he didn't uh, re-up the national stockpile of uh, masks and whatever. Right. Um, of course, this, this article uh, interviews Karl Rove, and we all know what that <laughs> guy's capable of. Uh, yeah. So, who knows? It... it it's it's kind of weird because uh because Trump is involved in the in the negligence of this. They yeah. do come at this uh kind of from a balanced perspective because they're trying to smear, you know, Obama, which, you know, he might deserve it, I don't know. Uh but from, also from what I've read, that is accurate. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the thing about him not, you know, replacing the N95 mask stockpile. Right. Which would be I mean, we spend so much on the fucking military budget yeah it's supposed to go towards stuff like this right oh no <laughs> they've been building f well they've been trying to build an f-35 for the last well no i mean years. like building up <laughs> stockpiles and replenishing it right well i mean ideally yes but i mean there's been there's been a lot of big expensive failed projects in the past you know 10 to 15 years or so that have really been a majority of the problems mm. i'm not buying it <laughs> i think that I think they can do their job. They they're being paid enough in their budget to do everything. I mean, uh, if 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 uh, the military was paying for anti mustard gas masks <laughs> at some point to uh, cover, you know, the forty thousand troops that were in Iraq or whatever, uh, they could probably handle this too. It's only in ninety five masks for crying out loud. Anyway, that's the news. Have you been, like, well- have you been paying attention to Carl Ro- Carl Rove in like the last five years or so? Uh, I've seen him here and there. Um, he he's making a lot of strange friends. Really? Yeah, he, he's he's kind of like he's he's starting to play both sides of the fence, and you know part of it is out of you know kind of batting cleanup for Bush or whatever. But he's been kind of making pals with some DNC folks, and I think we need to keep a further eye on this guy because does that surprise you? Because they're well, doing the exact job. same uh, thing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's what he does. He's one of those dudes. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's just really been kind of making some weird moves lately, though. I mean, he, he's not just like a Republican lapdog anymore. No, no. Not since, I mean, the, I- since the DNC went corporate. Yeah. Uh, there's very little difference yeah, it's in really, their agendas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would, would have felt Hillary at you know this point. Yeah. Because they all work for the banks. <laughs> yeah. It's going where the money is. Um, yeah, that's it for the news. You want to go murder mayhem? Uh, we'll do. Yeah, sure. All right, here we yes. go. Okay. 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 Um, hold on a sec. Can you pause for a second? Yeah. Okay. Can you think of like anything from whenever you would watch TV when you were a kid that like really terrified you? Like stuff that was like not supposed to be scary, but yes. just like well, did no. for some reason? Uh nothing that was not supposed to be scary. Uh I know what you're talking about because you sent me a video, yeah. a YouTube video, and uh really none of that creeped me out as a kid. It's creepy now, of course. Yeah. But uh the the song from uh, Tales from the Dark Side terrified me so much that I had to mute the TV and do something else <laughs> while the intro was going. Really? But, yeah. Like you would watch the episodes? Yes. That's and they, interesting. And they weren't nearly as scary as to me as the intro to the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there, there's a lot of stuff like that. Though. Like, uh, when I was a kid, like, uh, there was uh, there were these commercials they used to play on like ABC, like Saturday morning cartoons, and yeah. like there was this this one commercial that was about like the Food Guide Pyramid or something, and it had like one of those little uh, like you know the little monkeys with the symbols, like little wind up toys. Yeah. And like it was just like singing this song. It was like yes, 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 no, 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 yes, 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 no, 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 and it was like talking about different foods that you were supposed to eat or not supposed to eat or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't think those things lasted too far after Poltergeist came out yeah that, that shit was terrifying like anything that <clears throat> anything that was used as a prop in poltergeist uh scared uh, the shit out of me <laughs> yeah like that thing terrified me when i was a kid like when that would come on the commercials or whatever i would hide under the coffee table and like wait until it was over you know it's like completely well i was like a really like skittish kid though. like everything freaking scared me when I was little. really but yeah like the, every horror movie just like ruined my life oh yeah but <laughs> But uh, I guess, yeah, kind of what I'm talking about is, like, uh, there's just, like, this weird kind of series of things that have kind of resurfaced, like, since people have been kind of talking about it on the internet or whatever. Yeah. And that a lot of people have these common experiences of being terrified of them as children. Huh. Like, uh, like and it's, like, innocuous stuff. Uh, like, one of them is, uh, do you remember, uh, like, the Carol Burnett show? Yeah. Like, you know, like, the little, like, the animated Carol Burnett that would, like, mop up at the end of the show? Yeah. There's a whole generation of children that were terrified of that cartoon really yeah i was one of them because i remember watching it before i went to like kindergarten or whatever and like it used to scare me really bad really i need to look that up because it i don't remember being scared of that i mean it's just a caricature or whatever but i've had conversations with people like you know people that i didn't even know you know growing up or whatever and would talk about talk to them about the carol burnett show and they're like oh my god that cartoon used to scare me so bad and like there's like this whole like little community of people on the internet that have they kind of collect these weird things from their local childhoods or whatever like local tv and things that scared them when they were kids and there's like people that find it and they're like oh yeah me too me too yeah wow hey you know uh uh, i'm sorry uh but the mr rogers uh puppets scared the shit mm -hmm. out of me as a kid yeah lady elaine scared me really bad yeah 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 really all of them scared me but yeah lady elaine was in particularly scary yeah it was like something about the paint job i don't know (laughs) But yeah, like, like there's this whole uh, collection of uh, like logos that used to scare people. 
Yeah, like, that was uh, weird. You sent me that uh, that video, and I had no idea that all those were so creepy, but they are. Yeah, like somebody made a documentary about one of like the Screen Gems logo. It's called like it's it's like among these group of people, it's referred to as the S from Hell. <laughs> yes, and it's just like this little like short thing. It's like maybe like five seconds long or whatever, and just something about like the quality of the video and like the way the animation is and the way the sound is produced and the way it comes out like over an analog TV set. Yes, like it messes with people and it scares them. Yeah uh yeah and i'm i think this is gonna connect to tenfold tirade a little bit because um i'm not sure there had to be some common uh advertising agencies that that took those jobs Mm -hmm. and they kind of have the same feel to them yeah uh i wonder if there's anything to that like what kind of people were they you know yeah that, that's really interesting yeah because like i mean we, you don't know anything about those people but like you know there were like these production houses that did nothing but make these things like these animations and stuff and they used like these big like crazy complicated machines to do it and stuff like they didn't have like you know computers and everything to do everything so like there's just something about like the way like i don't know it's, it's like something about how that analog signal you know comes out and people respond to it in their brains and it like it messes with their heads it's like it's, it's, yeah i'm wondering if there's any they live type shit like embedded in those <laughs> animations well i mean that's where like a lot of that like the concept comes from you know people were were having like these weird experiences around tv and stuff like that like that's where movies like videodrome you know are inspired by that right you know and like uh like like did you ever watch that show a current affair yes you know like the the little little pyramid that was like wow yeah you know like that is like a very specific embedded thing in people's heads that like scared the shit out of when they were kids uh it didn't really scare me because you know after you see robocop and I think that's probably what Paul Verhoeven uh, kind of, you know, Yeah, like the sound design across. of Robocop is like all these kind of sounds, you know? Yeah, and, you know, every, his movies had like, you know, especially in the 80s, had commercials embedded into them. Yeah. And they were all kind of like, not terrifying, but they, it's kind of they, like- they had a grittiness to them and like a sense of like chaos, you know? Yeah. Especially for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah creepy i mean like there, there's like all kinds of like there, there's this one thing in japan actually uh there's this uh it's a kleenex commercial. good god that was terrible what the did you fuck, watch that man yes oh, it's, it's called so uh creepy. let me let me open it so i can get the exact title uh let's see and it's just like this it's this woman that has well for the listeners i guess it's like this woman that has like this little red painted ogre baby that has green hair and one horn and, and she's trying to kiss it and it won't kiss her yeah, and she's like singing like the song called "It's a Fine Day" is playing in the background, mm-hmm. and like it, it's just really creepy on its own. But like there were like all these urban legends around the commercial saying like that the woman that uh, was in the commercial was like in a mental institution or was insane or like, I wouldn't be had died, and like the, a lot of people that worked on the com- like the commercial had supposedly died, and like if you watch this commercial after midnight, like the baby like its voice distorts or something. Jesus. Like, there's just all these, like, weird legends around this commercial. And, I mean, it's probably just stuff that, you know, kids that were terrified of it, right. you know, made up or was in their imaginations or whatever. But. Yeah, it became an urban legend. Yeah. So, it's a 1986 Japanese Kleenex commercial. Yeah. Uh, look that up and you'll be able to not sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty horrifying. But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to talk about. I didn't want to talk about, like, a serial killer or something <laughs> this yeah. past week because it's been kind of <laughs> oh man speaking of serial killers uh have you seen anything about the uh 1980s atlanta child murders um, where supposedly this one single uh you know black guy killed like 30 something kids mm-hmm. and you know they're they're figuring out that it couldn't have been him alone that the clan probably had uh 
something to do with it also. Well, is this uh, the Grim Sleeper thing? Uh, I'm not sure what he what he was called. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. It's on uh, HBO, I think. Hmm. And uh, they tackled that case in that show Mindhunter. Um, hmm. So yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. Very very sad. Very creepy. Uh, what's interesting is at the time. Uh, Lee P. Lee P. Brown was chief of uh, police. They had another yeah. name for it, but and then he came to Houston, was chief of police here, and then became mayor. Yeah. After pretty much burying what happened at, in Atlanta, which was really? a horrifying thing to happen. But now wow. it, Atlanta is so successful because they buried that. I yeah. mean, they were in the, they were in a period of of economic growth that they didn't want to interrupt with this crazy. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Mass death. I, I think I know about this case. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting. We should talk about that some maybe after all this is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the stuff. <laughs> child murder uh, right yeah. now. It's just not going to happen. Um, you got friend some uh, friend questions for us. Hold on. Yes. What do we got? Okay. Let's see. Uh, Ned Gale asks. Good old Ned Gale. Yeah, I wanted to have him on the show. Uh, yeah, that's a good dude. He's funny. He yeah. co-hosts uh, F and Rager with Connor Clifton. Really funny. Good show. On the Mockingbird Network. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so he asks, uh, what should I learn to cook? Well, since you're imprisoned in your own home, maybe you should look up some prison uh, recipes. They're going around right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Can, learn to make the spread, dude. You can make uh, <laughs> a nice... Nice uh, fideo with uh, ramen noodles and Doritos. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I know. Well, I mean, you, you could make the spread. That's like the thing where you crush all the ramen noodles in a garbage bag. And like you pour the water in there and then uh, you put, you know, crushed up Doritos and just like whatever you can possibly get your hands on. And it just makes like this kind of like congealed pizza thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of bite into it. I mean, you yeah. bake it, right? Uh, yeah, you, you pan fry I mean, it maybe. I mean, they they did it with a they do it like boiled water, and then there's there's I forget how you, you heat it the second time, but hmm. you you basically make ramen in a giant bag with a whole bunch of bags of ramen. But if you go good. if you go to one of my favorite YouTube channels called uh, After Prison Show, I love that fucking channel, and they have multiple uh, like baking episodes or you know cooking episodes on there. Oh, you're into prison YouTube too? No, no, <laughs> I'm not. Just. <laughs> After prison show, that guy, Dude, I, that guy is so entertaining. I've, yeah. I've come to follow him uh, in whatever he's been doing, and uh, he's an int- interesting dude. Very funny guy too. Like I, I kind of went down a hole with that for a while. I was like really into this dude, uh, West something or other. He's like this like ex like Aryan nation psychopath. Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah, this there's, like he's. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I don't know. I just like, I really like prison YouTubers. Like, they're my favorite people. Like, they, they basically come out of prison and then they apply, like, the Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, you know, alpha brain marketing program to telling stories about prison. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like they're, they're, they're like creating this whole like market where, you know, they come out and they make these YouTube videos where they talk about how to survive in prison or whatever. And then they have like workout programs and like t shirts and stuff that they sell. Yeah. And like, it's like, they're they're making their livings doing that now. And oh yeah, I don't know, it's like it's super rad. I mean, you know, nobody's gonna hire them, so they like they found their own way. So I mean, it's right. cool. But I don't know. I would love to have uh, his name's Joe Guerrero. I would love to have him as a guest on the show. He's yeah. he's just now starting to get into conspiracy theories. Oh dude, 
but he's you know he's had an interesting experience uh coming out of prison because while in prison he was a tattoo artist and uh you know he he had a a group of friends that hung out together and after everybody got out they they just kept hanging out and and doing different stuff like they had a moving company a lawn service uh right right now is the end of the house flipping saga and you know there's a bunch of drama in between it's it's pretty entertaining huh that's interesting anyway uh there you go (laughs) yeah there's your uh Prison recipes. Oh shit! There's a a cockroach crawling across the floor that I shot a couple times. What? <laughs> yeah, I shot it with a BB gun uh, twice, oh, and uh, he's pretty banged up, but he's he's limping across the floor. Dude, oh, you should let him go. No, no, he's got to die. Okay, he's got to tell his friends or as be an example. Hmm. Oh well, I'm not gonna get out of my chair to finish him off, so he might live a couple more days. But damn. It's like taking a couple of uh, cannonballs to your chest <laughs> and fucking <laughs> still kicking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else we got? Any more friend questions? Okay, yeah. Uh, Ryan Meeker asks, what are some distance date ideas? Distance date? Yeah. Um. Damn. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Brennan? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've gotten really far. I'm getting into the, the Animal Crossing rabbit hole right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, if if it were me, like you know, I would I would you know invite my special lady over to come and shake my trees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, come, that's, come come check out my shop. You know that what I mean? sounds super desperate and sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, these are desperate and sad times, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's not like you know I don't know. But yeah, you know, come over some Animal Crossing. You know, come come visit my village. I'll go visit yours. And hey, can you, you know, can you hold on while I go shoot this thing? Sure. I'll keep recording. Yeah, keep recording. I want to hear this. Gabe is going to murder a cockroach with a BB gun right now. This might be the first murder that's taking place on our show. <laughs> What's happening? Well, unfortunately, in the time it took to get my uh, BB gun, he got away. Ah, uh, live to fight another day. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, distance dating, yeah. yeah. Video games are a good way to actually talk to someone. Yeah, yeah um, I, I would say you know, nice little Animal Crossing meetup. Yeah, you know, maybe some. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you could have a Zoom chat later. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> what is that? Uh, that porn... make sure you blur out the background because you know you don't want to see your messy house. What is that porn app where people masturbate in front of Chatterbait? Chatterbait. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's not good so, for human beings, animal, man. Animal Crossing and Chatterbait. That's the way to go. <laughs> there dude. you go. <laughs> yeah. That's a date night in the and then, uh, COVID-19 world. <laughs> what is Maybe DoorDash or some food. <laughs> what is that term where you uh, you call the cops on somebody on the video game? <laughs> Swat them? Yeah. <laughs> Mid-Chatterbait, just swat somebody. <laughs> swat them. <laughs> So there you go. There you go. Animal Crossing, DoorDash, Chatterbait, end it with a swatting. <laughs> Make sure you time that right. Yeah. Because you don't want them to finish before they get swatted. Right. Uh, What else we got? Is that it? That's it. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's do some tinfoil tirade. Okay. Can we pause for a second? UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! 
Well, this one might be brief or it may, might be long, uh, depending on Brennan's opinion on things and our level of hysteria. Uh, Brennan, what do you think the military is getting out of all this? The military? Uh, I, I you know that you know the, the military bioweapons warfare division <laughs> is probably learning a lot about uh, yeah. the spread of uh, a contagion. That may or may not have been man-made. They might have all the specs on this thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, well, I actually have a different article for Tenth Well Tirade, so I'm not. I'm kind of wondering. Oh, the Jim Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skip that. Skip that. Okay. Oh, so we're not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or so we, could, we, we could tag that at the end. Um, so through this whole thing, uh, I actually came across a meme yesterday that. Let me see if I can pull it up, just so I get it right. Okay, so uh, Alex Sims uh, posted, I think this is on Twitter, uh, the New York Times used cell phone data to access which area of the country stayed at home last week. The greater lakes states crushed it. Hashtag flatten the curve. And it shows a map of, you know, from white to dark red, from no travel to normal travel. And it shows all these, all this uh, cell phone data showing, you know, if people roamed from their house. And uh, this was shared by Phil Thies. Uh, and he says, disturbing to me that New York Times has access to that data, mm-hmm. which is pretty disturbing. Uh, you know, I don't know. And we were, we were talking earlier about uh, the social credit score. Yeah. And it just... All these things, all these elements are coming together, which always means bad news, uh, that you're being tracked by your phone. This is not a government entity. Uh, I don't know how they have access to this data or if maybe they have a deal with, you know, uh, phone companies. I don't I don't really know how this happened. Right. Uh, number one. Number two, is it real? You know, because you know what, you know, memes are, they're highly questionable whether that map came from that person or not. Uh, but you know, you know, the government can track us. We've talked about that before. Right. Um, so it's just weird. Like, cause you know, ever since nine 11, you know, the surveillance state has grown and grown. Their capabilities have grown and grown, uh, not just by tracking your cell phone, but you know, cops have automatic license plate readers. Where's that data going? Right. Uh, they were probably given to them in some kind of, you know, government, uh, program, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that this information is going to waste because nothing ever does, you know? Um, I don't know if it's being studied by people that design things to control the population when they need to, you know? Yeah. Um, plus there's, there's so much, uh, anti-government rhetoric around this, uh, virus it would be right. easy to calculate that into the equation of who's going to make problems, who thinks a certain way. <clears throat> and I joked about it before that this is uh, this whole quarantine thing is to kill off the uh, the militia movement. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I say that as a joke, but I'm sure that's got to have some kind of effect. Those those people aren't out and about, you know, talking shit right now. You know. And I really haven't heard anything about that since uh, 
since like 2010 or something like that. Yeah. There just hasn't been any. I mean, there, there was some activity like, you know, with the, like the Bundys and all that stuff. They were tied in with the militia stuff. And you know, there, there, there's yeah, been some but creepy. Look, look what happened to them. Yeah. Holy shit. What was that whole uh, escapade called? Just the Bundy Ranch or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great, uh, a great thing to cover on the show because, you know, at that, at that time, social media was up and running and, you know, that family was streaming stuff and right. it's easily accessible. If you look it up on YouTube, it's, it might be a little buried, but you could see their point of view and what the cops did to them, you know? Yeah. We live in interesting times. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's pretty I'm kind scary. of sick of it, actually. I'm, I'm over it. Hey, I, man. I want some boring times. You need, <laughs> you're going to have to fucking buckle down, bro. Because I don't <laughs> think this is going to go away anytime soon. No, no I think it's, it's uh, this whole uh, Easter speculation is how long did that last? Yeah. Like three days? <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. William Cooper was right. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the moral of the story. Yep. If you can read Behold a Pale Horse, you'll know. You'll see. And you've got time right now. Exactly. I'm sure you can find something online for it. I'm sure um, there's probably like the audio book is on YouTube. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Let me see. Oh yeah. Well, no, no. I know he he did some uh some speaking events uh when his book came out yeah. and it and it covered portions of what was in the book. But there's a lot of excerpts, but there's not the uh, an entire. Well, there's like uh, the presentation that he did on his book is on YouTube. Yeah. It's like four hours long. It's and I've watched uh probably half of that. Uh, yeah. it's very boring. You got to remember this came from an analog time. Where people yeah. traded papers to get information across to different people, and uh, it, oh, was, it, it was a it was a dry time. <laughs> here, I, I found Reader, the audio book. Reader's Digest was the best you could do. The audio book is on here. It's uh, two hours and fifty one minutes long. It's only got one hundred eighty five views. Oh wow, we yeah, got to bump should, that up. Yeah, we should we should put that on social media. Okay, uh, so yeah, so I had an article about Jim Jones. Did you read it? Uh, I did not. I'm okay with covering this uh, next episode, but just as a preview, there were a lot of, uh, he had a lot of uh, supporters in uh, politically, mm -hmm. uh, and it was pretty interesting who his supporters were, and I will leave it at that, and maybe we'll cover what Jim Jones actually did after being supported by these people, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that. Brennan, you got anything else you want to talk about? Nah, I'm good. All right. I think we'll wrap the show up. Thank you to LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, if you have anything you want to make into a button for any reason that's left, uh, email info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck in your hairy tits, and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Are you out of work? Do you not have any money to spare? Then please, if you live in Texas, call Jess at 281-607-5263. She will shop your insurance and save you some goddamn money. I know we all need it right now, so please, do yourself a favor. Uh, 281-607-5263. Her name's Jess. She will help you. Uh, we're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Um, you know, it is what it is, man. Birthday's coming up. Christmas is around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is around the pandemic corner. Uh, if you want to, uh, some cool gifts. 
go to www.etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's Treasure. That's D-E-S-T-R-O-S Treasure. And uh, get some artwork and uh, jewelry and maybe some zines. Brennan, mm-hmm. it's been two days since it we says. started this show. Yes. Hopefully I can get this posted tonight and we'll have a good one to put out there. Um, thank you to Mockingbird Network. Uh-huh. Anything else? Go to revengeoftheworld.com. Yeah. If you want to take part in the show, and don't ma- don't email me about five G because I find it extremely boring, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about it unless something concrete is actually going to happen. But anyway, yeah. if you want, if you want to talk, your your five G trash is the same shit they were saying about TV in the fifties. It's the same <laughs> thing they said about two G, three G, and four G. Uh, so if you want to talk about anything. Other than that, uh, send an email on down to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. I swear to God, we read it at least once a month. Uh, other than that, Brennan, nothing? No, nah, <laughs> right. nothing, man. All right, people, All right. gently go fuck someone.